thinking about it a lot lately. We've seen so much sexism this month. Um, I, it's actually mind blowing to me. But I was um, running through my life because I think I've said before that I've never had any um, employment sexual harassment. And I was like, really like trying to dissect it down. And I was like, I haven't, I, I really haven't. I mean, if, and I don't know what it is about me that's good or bad that's prevented it, but I've literally never had anybody behave like wrongly towards me, except for there was one instance that I could say maybe, well, probably stuff was inappropriate, but it was peers. Not that that makes it right or wrong. But the thing is, I let it happen. And so, oh, it was that post I put up, the the consent post. Um, And so in the course of that, like I was just thinking through it and I was like, I let it happen and, and it was funny to me and it didn't bother me. But somebody else actually it was that post and con- sorry, I'm jumping around a little bit, but it was that post in conjunction to my critiquing my thoughts on Cuomo because my thoughts are divided. But so it's like me, like trying to figure out where my hypocrisy lies and if it is hypocrisy or the standard of judgment. And then really just that we were raised in a certain way. And so as a Gen Xer, there's a lot of things that I accepted that maybe we need to untrain people to accept. And part of that is this culture meshing, which I suppose we can address on the show too, how to recognize that and and how to like navigate demonization versus re-education. I think you hit it on the head there because that's the way I see it is like, if I look back, were there instances? Yes. But at the time, did I think of them in the same way that if they happened today, I would think of them? No, because we are programmed to accept what is the norm at the time, right? And the norm at the time was that it's okay for that shit. And that's, this is where when we go back decades in the past and try to convict people or get them in trouble for what they did in the past. I'm not saying it was right, but if I didn't, like, for example, if I didn't recognize because it was just normal at that time that it was wrong, then why would the male, and this is this is me sticking up for males in a certain sense. I mean, obviously there is a line. There's a line. Right, there's but a line. Like, but for, for certain things in the past, why would they think it's not okay if we're not telling them that it's not okay? Right. Or if it doesn't even cross our mind as such. Exactly. Because we're programmed to a certain way. Now we have all come into a certain, a different like stage of life where we're more enlightened and we're like, okay, actually that's not fucking cool. And so now we both, both sexes should know what's cool and what's not cool. And like when someone says no, it's, it's motherfucking no. Right. It's no, I don't know. There, there's a, there's a weird, if we look too far in the past, I think it, it's dangerous. I think it, 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 the line gets super blurry because if I didn't call you out and if I wasn't saying or acknowledging that it was outright wrong, how did you know that it was outright wrong? Right. Or if it didn't even bother me at the time, because in, in my specific situation, because it's going to sound so bad when I say it, because I mean, I really was hardcore. I know sometimes I just put, put up memes and it doesn't seem like there's thought behind it, but. I really did. I was like thinking about like every single job and like all the male bosses and everything like that. And if there was ever a time that somebody was, I it flew by me without noticing. So there's nothing overt. But I was in a job with I was so it was when I was an adjuster for Geico. And so 
my roommate at the time and I both got promoted. We went to different places and, but we came together for a convention. And I think there was like 300 men. And I believe there was like less than 10 women there. So right off the top, we were like the it girls because also we were young and we came out of a corporate environment as opposed to the rest of those women. So since we were going to a convention, we brought business attire. That's our corporate experience. None of the other women did. So we were the only two women out of like 300 men who had basically, I wouldn't say short skirts, but business suits and high heels and makeup and hair done. And so um, we got a lot of attention, but we liked it. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just being real. And so one night we were at a club and I don't know why, but I let all these coworkers and men who were there, like we were dancing on the dance floor. And at some point I was in a chair sitting by my boss and people were petting my legs. And I kind of forgot about it, but now I'm thinking about it. And I was like, but did it bother me at all? I just thought it was hilarious, but nobody did anything. Like nobody tried to stick their hands somewhere that it was inappropriate. So nobody ever tried to cross the line that I was uncomfortable with. But thinking about that today, that would probably freak out a lot of women. And I consider myself an emboldened woman. So, you know, that's, that's a personal preference. I don't even know how that stuff started that night. But, and I didn't do anything with any of them, but when you think about it, you're like, well, mm, right. I could come back on somebody now who did that back then when it was all fun and games for all of us and say that this occurred and then how would they defend themselves? Yeah. And I will say from the same perspective, and I think, I wish we had someone, another female that was maybe more of a, a meager person. I don't know if that's the wrong word, but like more of like a, a different personality than us because if something was wrong like if we acknowledge that it was wrong i don't think either of us have a problem saying back the fuck off none but i know that that's that's our personality and not everyone has that personality and on the flip side of it like i'll give you an example recently well not super recently but like recently since i've been in new hampshire like i am very well i'm not as much anymore because i've toned it down but like I'm very like um touchy feely is the wrong word but like I'm I'm when I'm out with people like I'll put my hand on you I'll give you a hug I'm a hugger for sure I'm a hugger you're like, emotive if, if I, I am I'm very like tactile but I I started to notice that like I had a good friend and I don't I don't even know I still don't even know if this is where it came from but like him and I we were literally just friends like the first time we hung out we talked about his girlfriend. Like I knew about his girlfriend the entire time. Totally respect that. Have absolutely zero interest in commingling with someone who's in a relationship. Zero interest. But he's my friend. And so like we would, I remember one time he was on the phone with his friend and like I walked up, I, I had gone to the bathroom and we were at a bar. I walked up behind him and I like leaned my arm on his shoulder because he was talking on his phone and started talking to his friend. And so I was kind of like leaning on him, which to me was so 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 nothingness it's just nothing like to me it didn't mean it's normal type of my friend it's just how i acted it's how i behaved and then i remember he was telling me that someone had told his girlfriend that he was cheating on him or he was cheating on her and that they saw him out with other girls and da 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 and i'm like 
I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my God, can you imagine? Like if someone who didn't know me or know him saw us out together, I wonder if that could have looked wrong. And the answer to that is potentially, Yeah, right? so I changed my behavior. I totally changed my behavior towards him because I'm like, honestly, like his girlfriend, I don't know her that well, to be honest. Um, she's got to be fucking awesome if she's she's been, they've been together for like 16 years. And I respect her and I respect the relationship. And I realized like, if I flipped the script, how it could look to me, even it doesn't, my intentions didn't necessarily matter because the way it was coming across. So, and for him, I don't think as a, as a man, I don't think he would have said anything to me. So it was up to me to realize that. Or he might be the same, right? So I I think really hard and I I know when women don't like to be touched as much. And even then, um, <laughs> I'm just laughing because even then I kind of sometimes kind of force my will. Not like... Not, I mean, if they really don't like it, but sometimes you're like, haha, you're gonna get a hug anyway, you know, in a in a playful manner. But that's still people that I have a really good relationship with. So I don't I don't think I would do that. But when you think about some of these situations that you hear about, that's where my divide comes from because I hear things and I'm like, Well, that's not really anything. Like, eh. but to somebody else it's triggering and traumatizing. And so being super aware of it. I remember um, a few years ago, my friend got married. And so we went to, uh, I went to Des Moines to her bachelorette party and they had uh, games, which I had never played one before, but long story short, you got directions for things that you have to do. And so uh, and this is me being fully transparent and honest here. I got one that said I had to um, slap a man's butt, right? And so I read it when we were at dinner and go, oh, so sexual assault. Like, I literally said that. And then I laughed. And then, um, so at that point, there was a recognition that that's not appropriate. And then yet, when it was time to perform the activity to win, I did do it. Now, the guy turned around and looked at me, and then I laughed and acted like I didn't know what was going on. Like, it was kind of more of that whole Adam Sandler, like, brush off, oops, I fell into you type thing. But it's still not appropriate, and I still did it, and I still did it knowing it wasn't appropriate. And just because I'm a woman doesn't excuse that. No, and I – so I, I'm glad that we're having this conversation because there there is a back and forth. We cannot wholly demonize one side. But just real quick, because I started recording already, obviously, you probably noticed. <laughs> I did after. We, I wasn't paying attention. I was saying what I felt like. <laughs> we, we should do a quick introduction. And so we realized, well, March is five weeks, which we hadn't planned for. So we're doing kind of a, a one-off episode where we would like to talk, because there's so much, so much going on in the news and the media right now. And coming to you as two females. We would like to talk about our experience being females, specifically as it relates to being females in a world, should we say dominated as male, Nina? I mean, how can we? It's still male-oriented. It's it's still male-oriented. It's we're We're making strides. But as a whole, if you look at a corporation, the boards of corporations are still white men. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, well, just the fact that I, I mean, I, I watched a press conference the other day with Vice President Harris behind Biden. And then I was like, oh, why did this take so long? Yeah. But 
but it is still, I mean, this literally just happened this year. So, I mean. It's slow progress, but we just felt like with with everything going on right now, this is a topic that we can talk about super personally and kind of just share some of our experiences um, with that. So that's what we're going to do with you here today. Also, this is March, so it is uh, our, I think it's either International or National Women's Month. So, you know, it's good to kick in uh, a episode celebrating women. But, you know, I think that, and both of us recognize that I'm a strong feminist. I was just born that way. It wasn't something I was taught, but maybe just being a woman in this world and being born Um, But being raised to believe that I could do anything and then recognizing pretty quickly that's not really how life worked, but feeling that it should, I just naturally morphed into that. There is that idea of things that happen to us, whether or not we have agency in them, what is our responsibility as women, and then also what are our general, general and genuine fears. And all of it's important because nuance matters. And I think a lot of times in conversation, we lose that. Okay. So I would like, because you brought it up, I would like you to, if you could, sorry, I'm putting you on the spot, but like, if you could, what is your definition of feminism? Because I don't think there is a one size fits all here. I think there's variations. There's definitely variations. The the feminism that I accepted and understood in in its you know most basic form from when I grew up was just equality. So it was just that females have the capacity to do the same jobs, have the capacity to be recognized as equals, have the same opportunities, and really that's it. So just and 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 then I suppose in interpersonal relationships. So probably my, I'm just really realizing that my level of feminism early probably came from my religious upbringing and just recognizing that I probably wasn't going to be a follower. So if I did get married, which haha didn't happen, I never was going to cede my life over to somebody else without having agency in it. Girl, someone that we both follow is living her best fucking life with a gorgeous about to be husband and she's in her 50s. So let's not say I didn't get married. Let's just say I'm <laughs> not married true. yet. Yet. And and yeah. first of all, who cares if you do or don't? That's totally up to you and the universe. But like, don't shut the door. That's all I'm saying. Fair enough. I, I, I think I'm open to it as long as long as we have a mutual friend, Heather and I, uh, who's like, I could never marry somebody if we had to live in the same house. I could live in the same house, but I have to have my own bathroom. That's all there is to it. Wait, I don't, do I, well. uh... (laughs) (laughs) Because she's a fucking family and marriage counselor, isn't she? Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It doesn't actually surprise me knowing her, like, I didn't, I don't know her nearly as well as you do. But knowing her, like, of what I know her, it doesn't surprise me, but I kind of, I did, I I will say I did make an assumption that maybe she had changed because she became a marriage and family counselor. That probably has something to do with it. She's like, I can't, I I need my own space. Wow. Okay. Um, Well, to each his own. No judgment. Everyone should do what they want to do. I just don't, I don't like drawing um, hard lines because I just, God, if 2020 told us anything, it is that. Nothing is certain. Like, let us take that lesson. 
That's nothing true. is certain. Like, let's just be open to it. Like, you can have your standards. There's nothing. There's nothing that says you can't have standards. But don't let that standard become a wall. Ah, uh, I still need my own bathroom. Girl, <laughs> you, you can find a house with two bathrooms. That is, there is no problem with that. But you're right, though, because you can close your mind off to opportunities that could be you know beautiful experiences that that are completely fulfilling so there there is a lot to be said by just allowing things to to blossom you just you just don't know i just think yeah i mean it doesn't mean you put up with any bullshit because let's be clear neither of us put up with bullshit but it does mean that sometimes we call bullshit when it's not really bullshit because everyone (laughs) everyone has their things we are included in that, everyone. And so if we want to be accepted, we have to be willing to accept. It, it's, it, yeah, it's the yin and the yang. And and so part of my situation as um, an independent woman, which I don't know where it got seated, but I did learn relatively young because I was successful in a way pretty young, you know, getting uh, a home, you know, getting getting it as soon as I turned 24, basically, and things like that. And so at that point in my life, when I was dating, I got a lot of pushback from men um, that I would date, like, literally, they'd come to my house and, oh, this is your house? Yeah. And, and I never had any kind of air about myself. But man, sometimes these reactions from people or the kind of cars I had, because you know, I was flashy, need to have flashy cars. Wait, so okay, let me just interrupt. Yeah. So you felt like the reaction was basically almost like maybe they felt intimidated because you already had a home so they didn't have enough to offer yeah but in a negative flip way right like somehow something was wrong with me for it Hmm, interesting yeah which now i realize is just bs but well it's their own insecurities is what it is yeah and and now i understand that but in the in the moment you don't even understand what's happening and especially when it happens a couple of times and and, you know, I was never going to seed my life for someone else. And so it's just like, move along. But it still wears on you over time, especially if you don't understand how to process it. Yeah. So your definition of feminism, relatively broad, is very similar to my definition of it. Because there's this question like, are you a feminist? Well, let me be clear. This question is on dating websites. It's on anytime you have to like compartmentalize yourself and like put tags on yourself. There's a that that comes up a lot. Like, are you a feminist? And I'm like, am I? I believe in equal rights. Yes. But at the same time, when you talk about equal, I also acknowledge and understand that there are some, and we keep using this word. I like this word actually, nuances. That there are some nuances. Like if you get into like the athletes, males biologically, from what I understand, okay, I'm a layman here, but like from what I understand, biologically have a um, better ability to develop muscle tone. Their muscle tone is different. Their speed is their their um, athleticism is different than females. As a so whole, so that's correct. not equal right. as a whole. So if you are thinking about let's let's go to what we want to talk about here is like what it's what the difference is and what what things that we have to do differently. So for example, if you are Let's say you go out for a night on the town. Pretend we're not in COVID days. You go out for a night on the town and you're leaving a bar and you're walking to your car. 
would you feel safer if you had a guy walking with you as a general rule? As a general rule, I just feel safer if there is someone else with me. I don't think for me, gender particularly matters. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. And you? Let's say, I would say my answer is the same, but ish, but I would say it would probably be more male oriented. It would have to be a male that I knew. Obviously, it wouldn't it wouldn't be like a rando that I right. met that's walking me because high serial killers. But like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but if if it was someone I know and trust, which trust is a high bar for me, so if I know and trust them, then yes, I would feel safer with them than if I was with a girl. And I think the reason why my my friendships, most of my friendships are, I have more friendships with guys than I have with girls, just because I can connect with them. I don't do uh, – this is – okay, this is going off topic. But I don't do the gossipy thing. Like I, I like to just talk about like business and topical stuff and not people. And so – and this excludes you, obviously. Very clearly excludes you. But I find that sometimes females tend to go down a different path in terms of what they're talking about. And I just haven't found – But we're socialized completely differently and it still matters because it's the other side of the coin. Yeah, I just I just connect better, right? So for the so if I were to put females in a room that I would be comfortable with, if I was comfortable walking down the road, I wouldn't be uncomfortable walking down the road with you because I know that you and I both have that personality, like a fuck you personality. Like don't fuck with me, I will come for you. Right. Like whatever personality. My little dog syndrome. Yes. Right. But like other females that I've known, I don't feel confident that they would do that. And so I wouldn't feel comfortable with them. I want someone that's going to be like, bitch, no. That does like, make sense. And because I'm an, so you're an alpha and I'm like, I'm like a sub alpha, but I'm still like an alpha. And so <laughs> that's a sub alpha. Like I'm like a submissive dominant. Okay. I, it took me a long time to like recognize that. So in the absence of a dominant, I will become a dominant, like with no question. Um, but if there's another dominant, I don't mind being second in command. I don't really like being less than that, <laughs> but second I'm fine with. So, okay. So I, I think that's what it is then. Maybe it is, maybe it's less about male-female and it's more about our experience with the two. And our experience tells us that if we're with someone that can be alpha, that we trust enough to like stand their ground, it doesn't matter if they're male or female. Yes. I I know that. because. Interestingly enough, growing up in Iowa City, sometimes I, depending on the male, I would be a little bit more worried about being with the male because males are the ones who got jumped. So, and then as a female, you're less likely to stave off that attack, right? Because if if that was going to happen, not that it ever happened in my presence, well, it did once and maybe that's part of it. But um, so my experience kind of led me to believe that sometimes men because during drinking specifically their testosterone and whatever led to situations I wasn't so fond of so that could be I know it is you know thinking about it with you and having that discussion now it's also part of that that mindset oh okay so that layers it on and that and that makes sense so let's see okay we don't have a guy here so we are speculating based on our experience entirely our own experience what are some things that are automatic behaviors that you do that you haven't witnessed or don't believe your male friends do? So the kinds of things that I think happen to 
pretty much every woman alive, maybe not every, but close. But I always, always know that there's not somebody in my backseat of my car. And it's not necessarily driven from actual fear, but just awareness. And so there's always just check, just make sure, just make sure when you're going to your car that someone's not beside you, just make sure that the car parked beside you doesn't have an easy accessible point for somebody to grab you. But there's there's always in public, specifically alone for me, just make sure that there's security in where I'm at, or if not, there's a way to get to security as quickly as possible. And I don't, I don't believe men have that general experience as a whole. I think there's subsets of men who probably do. um, And that, you know, falls under the LGBTQ community. But beyond that, I don't think so. You know, it's interesting, because I don't think that the back of my the backseat of my car is not something that I, I totally understand what you're saying. But I don't think that it's it's not something that something that I consider for me. And it's something that I, I, I think I shared with you recently. Deadbolts. If I had deadbolts, they're always locked. Yes. That is a go-to. Doesn't matter. I am always aware of, and I'm sure people want to label it or call it whatever they want, but I am aware. Now I now I live in a, a building with only six six like units, so it's easier. It's not like I'm in a huge apartment complex. I am aware of my surroundings. I know who's in my building as a general rule. And it's not because I'm nosy. It's not because I give a fuck what anyone else is doing. It's because I'm aware of who is in my general vicinity. I ca- I have a I have a knowledge of when people come and go so that I know who's surrounding me. So if I go out in the morning, this is kind of a funny example. People, I don't think people know this. And if I share this, I think people generally think like, oh, you're so paranoid. Okay, cool. Well, I'm I'm not dead. So there's that. So I went out this morning for an example, and there was a person on a porch across the street from my house. They weren't doing anything wrong. They were just on a porch. It was 630 in the morning. I was taking my dog out, and I saw them, but I 100% guarantee that they don't think that I saw them. And the reason why I say that is because they continued to watch me the entire time I was outside with my dog. And the only who's going to be comfortable continuing to like watch you if they think you know that they're watching you? Only creepos, but right, yes, no, exactly. But I don't. I don't think they were creepy. I, I that's. I didn't get that impression that they were being creepy right. necessarily. But I just. I'm aware of my surroundings. And I another example would be like last summer I was up in um, Maine and I had gone out to dinner with some colleagues. We were out there. We were up there in business. And I had gone out to dinner with some colleagues and it was still light out and everything. And then we were leaving and we went to our cars and they were in a totally different direction than me. So I was walking. I didn't know this area at all. I was walking to my car, which was in a parking garage. And there was a, is crazy person a really bad thing to say? Because that's how, that's what they were. But like, I don't know if <laughs> mentally ill. Something's <laughs> off. Yeah. Something was very wrong. They were like screaming and they were erratic. And so for me, like I, there was no way necessarily for me to – I had to walk by them. But instantly when I noticed, and I was quite far away when I first noticed that I was going to have to pass this person, I looked around and I took in my surroundings and I knew 
which ways that I could go and which ways that I couldn't go if I needed to go somewhere quickly. I didn't. It was fine. It was totally fine. Nothing happened. I got to my car. We're good to go. But those are things that process in my mind that I don't necessarily believe process in someone else's mind, in a, in a guy's mind. And the the reason, if I can back this up with a little of my own thought, is because as a general rule, guys become less intimidated because they are less of a target. They're, they're seen as less of a target. Although what you just said previously goes against that, is that they're jumped more often. Yes, but that's also understanding the environment and time and inclusion of alcohol, which changes things. Yeah. So I guess that was a really freaking long way for me to say that I think I pay a lot more attention to my surroundings than I think most males need to. And I do it because I feel like I need to, and I don't think they necessarily feel like they need to. Now, maybe some of them do because they're aware and they're detail-oriented, and that's fine, but I don't in my experience and from talking to people, they don't do it because they feel like they need to for safety purposes. Yeah, I think in the situations they are like that, I think it's very motivated by you're in a different side of town than you're used to and then you have become the other. And then when you are the other, then I think those emotions for males become heightened. But generally, males are not the other and so they don't tend to have to deal with that so another thing that we can talk about um let's just throw it out there i got big boobs (laughs) (laughs) we both do (laughs) we both do so when we're talking about because here here is another thing that is so insanely frustrating and also so common that we hear a lot is like well maybe if you would dress more appropriately then guys wouldn't react to you like that okay hmm A, what I wear and what I look like does not and should not dictate someone else's thought pattern. If you can't control yourself, that's your fault. That is your problem, not mine. But it is constantly put on us as females that if we look a certain way, that we're somehow enticing it. We're inviting it. We're enticing it. And it's our fault. Not only that, it's an insult to men to say that they can't control themselves to say that they don't have the capacity for higher brain functionality and the ability to behave. It's, it's, it's exactly, you know, you know, I'm so glad that you said that Nina, because it's so fucking true. But here's the thing. How is that so easy to understand? And yet it is still such a widely used excuse. Like they want to be treated as cavemen. Well, we reinforce it. And the problem that I've been recognizing recently with current events is that women are some of the worst enforcers. And so if anybody's seen Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale or just read it by Margaret Atwood, I realize that those systems stay in place because they have people inside the system who are subjugated who also enforce it. And sometimes they're the worst propagators of it. And so slut shaming is, I've had experiences with it where the only time it's ever been enforced has been with women. And that was at work. And it's happened to me multiple times until the last time I got really upset. And one of my coworkers sat me aside and she said, that's no, no more. And she said, you are wearing business, business attire that you bought in the business department. And she says, next time this happens, you're going to go to the HR and say, you cannot discriminate me based on what my body looks like. Okay. I, mm, 
Okay. I think that what you just said right there is a perfect segue into solution-based. Because honestly, I, I, I'm, I'm considering whether I should ask you for your opinion first. <laughs> Fair enough. I always On have opinions. <laughs> so, 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 okay. So let me just think, tell you what came to mind okay. when I heard you saying that. If we're talking about solutions, number one, be your own advocate. This goes for everything in life. Stop pretending someone else is coming to save you. No one's coming to save you. Be your own advocate. So if something is not feel right or it isn't going right, stand up for yourself. But two, solution-oriented, is it jealousy, do you think, that causes the slut-shaming? I, I don't know yes. what it is, but like, you, yeah, you think it's jealousy? So I didn't know that at the time. You know, hindsight does lead to twenty twenty. So what I'm going to piggyback quickly and then I'm going to ricochet because you know I'll forget. But piggybacking on number one, being your own advocate, sometimes you don't know how to be your own advocate. So it's critical because today I, on Facebook, I posted about mentors, but my coworker knew enough to say, this is not right. And she helped me become my own advocate by educating me. Yes. And so um, I do think it's really important that as people and specifically as women, when you see a, another woman who's having a situation that you help her instead of instead of dragging her down, which swings back to the jealousy thing. Do I think so? Yes. Now, I'm one of those people that in some ways I'm naive. And so I guess what I didn't understand when I was younger is that I did have a lot of male attention at work, but I didn't know it, which doesn't really sound like it makes sense, but I didn't. And I didn't know it for years. And then all of a sudden I hear all these stories that people used to tell about, <laughs> about me or other people's, you know, impressions of me or how, you know, whatever. And so that would fuel it because then they, their perception, right. I didn't understand that anybody thought anything of me. I dress the way I want to, because that's the way I want to. I still was wearing business clothes. Everything was always inside a dress code but I like to look cute. Right. And now in retrospect, how many of those women thought I was doing it for attention? <sighs> okay. Mm. Okay. Uh, A lot okay. to unpack there. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much here because I, I, I will actually say the same thing. There was there was a lot of attention that I got that I didn't acknowledge that I was getting just because it's not – I didn't really care. Uh, maybe it's because I didn't care. Maybe it's because I just – I don't know. I, I don't know what it it's was. It's a certain level of obliviousness. I mean – it's just, it's not what it's not what trips your trigger. So it's it doesn't motivate you in any way. So then you're not concerned with it. Right. So for whatever reason, yeah, exactly. For whatever reason I wasn't concerned with it. So I wasn't like aware of it. But I think this is where the camaraderie comes in. So yes, be your own advocate at every stage of the game. If you can be your own advocate, you should be your own advocate. If you feel like it's a place that you maybe need some help with. Yes, seek out someone, befriend people who are going to uplift you. Fuck the people that are going to be jealous bitches and they're going to call you names behind your back because they don't understand who you are. Like, find the right group of people that will be your advocates. Find the right group, coworkers, whatever, whatever group of people. Don't look for the people that are going to say funny things and nice things to your face and then talk behind your back. Feel, 
find the people that are going to be stronger where you're weaker so that you can uplift each other in those ways. Because I just... It's so critical. And I think it's so critical. Yeah. Otherwise, you run the risk of letting other people define you for yourself. And then once you've let other people define you, it's really hard to break out of that, even though there may not be any truth to it whatsoever. Well, and yeah, and it affects you immensely because not only, and this is going down a different lane and we're not even going to go this far, but like not only does it affect you in that you don't have the help that would be beneficial, but it affects you because it gets in your brain and it it makes you second guess yourself. Like, oh, well, should I have been wearing this shirt? It's the same shirt Tina has, but just because she has an A size and I'm a C, I'm not supposed to wear it? Like, I'm sorry. It's the same shirt, but someone is judging me based on my actual, like, and, and again, why is that? Because someone else can't handle it. So you got to find the people that are advocates and supporters of you and surround yourself with those people. I feel like when you start surrounding yourself with those people and put up that defensive wall, maybe others will start to be like, okay, so she, there, all these people are saying that I'm wrong. Maybe I should rethink my opinion or my judgment. I totally agree. And, and, you know, interestingly enough, you know, I, I love women. That's something that we talk about. I, So you have better masculine relationships and my relationships are very feminine, but still alpha. (laughs) I seek out like super alpha females. Like I love them, but, um, but I, I, I love that dynamic, but, but I do notice that sometimes I also have like more of the submissive relationship, um, with, or I should say friends, but then, I love that. I love that mentor position where you pump people up and you get to, you know, see them blossom. I, I, it's just such an incredible feeling. But I guess what I, you know, want to put out with that is we've had those experiences with other women. I don't let that, I don't let that bother me. I don't let that hurt my relationships with other women. I will quickly cut your ass off though if I find you detrimental because. I that toxicity that you were just describing, it is a cancer and you can't allow cancers to fester. Uh, But I don't want to make it seem like I think the nice thing about us and using the word nuance again is that we recognize the issues that we as women have inside of ourselves that sometimes we don't feel comfortable expressing out loud because then that's the only thing that other people will focus on. They will only focus on the negativities that come with feminism. But I think it's important to recognize that they're there so that you can make them better and then also celebrate the strengths. So I I want to rewind us for a second and point out something that we haven't talked about that I think is super important. And that is we keep using this term alpha and when we're using this term alpha, we're not saying it, but we're implying masculine that energy. alpha is masculine. But I will tell you, I'm a girl. <laughs> Straight up girl. And like, I may have alpha personality traits, but I also have a lot of extraordinarily feminine traits. And oh God, we're going into the whole sexism thing. We don't need to get there. But I, I just want to normalize the, the idea that females have the same capacity as males to be driven, focused, opinionated individuals, and it doesn't make them any less female. At all. 
And that's, so those are the people that I'm, I, I am most attracted to. I, so, and this is going to sound so rando, but I, I had a friend yesterday who apparently a trend that's coming back in right now is sweatpants and high heels, which I guess I didn't know it was a trend, but then she's like, who does that? And so I said, I actually have done that back in my athleisure thing. And then, and, and so then there was this whole discussion about, are you, what are you talking about? And in the course of that, that's actually what, what prompted my mentor thing today. I was like, because I was surrounded by a lot of women who totally embraced being feminine and sexy, but also, also what we do normally attribute to masculine, which is just being independent and owning yourself. I don't think I've ever done. Sw- I'm not a sweatpants person, but I can picture that. I can picture that working, like sweatpants and heels. Actually, you know, there there used to be. It's not there anymore. They moved, but there used to be a breakfast place that on Sundays they did. Um, their brunch was by me is what I'm saying is their brunch was focused on you had to come in your pajamas and high heels. That was literally literally their brunch. That was the theme of their brunch. And I never ended up going. It was a while ago and I always intended and I never went and I should have. But I think it's amazing. Like for me, it's, it's big earrings and eye makeup. My hair can be a goddamn mess, but I will have big earrings on and I will have eye makeup on. I love my eyes. You can think I'm cocky if you want to, and I'm not shy to say it. But like, if you can do something that's different, why not do it different? Just do it you. Yes. Like, and be that's... in sweats and high heels. Fuck it. If you look uh, cute, go for it. Oh, I loved it. Because I was like, you guys, nobody knows about dress sweats. Dress sweats have been a thing for like ever. Yeah. I, yeah. And so, you know, when you said that, it kind of brings me back to the the idea of feminism because that's the idea that I push against is when other feminists, supposed feminists, say that you're not feminist enough because I do love me some stilettos because I will wear a short skirt because I will put on uh, a suit with just a bra underneath and I own that and I think it's hot. And it's not because I need male energy or attention. It's because I like it. I want to look that way. And sometimes that invites attention. Who gives a shit? That's what I want to do. Girl, it, this is this is where our struggle lies. It's, it's mm-hmm. okay. People might not like this. It's called BDE. Big dick energy. Now I know that that is a masculine term. <laughs> However, I will say it is a thing. It is a thing. And so if you come with big dick energy, that is intimidating. And guess what? You don't, you're coming with that energy because you don't need anyone's approval. That is who you are. You don't need their approval. You don't need their, uh, their acceptance. You are coming how you feel comfortable. People are so confused at that. They're so confused at they you wearing really whatever you want to wear because that's what you want. It's like, but it's not on trend. Who the fuck cares what's on trend? I don't know what's on trend. I've never known. I don't either. I've (laughs) never known what I don't care what is on trend. I am going to wear what I like for me, how I feel cute. And if you think I'm cute too, bonus. 
And amen to that. And it, and it doesn't mean that I don't support other females. It doesn't mean that because maybe I do want to own my sexuality. It doesn't mean that you can touch me wherever. It doesn't mean that I'm not feminist enough because I do wear those things. And so sometimes in that cross-sectional, it's probably where inside relationships with other women, things get confused because they're still trying to own you and dictate you. So we often talk about you know, men imposing that, but I do think we're some of the worst perpetrators of that trying to inflict and infect social norms onto individuals because somehow you are threatened by my being. How true is that? Honestly, how true is that? Like you can go out and wear whatever you want, but if if I wear what I want, you're going to label me. Why can't we just both wear what we want? And be happy for each other and be like, damn, girl, you're slaying and your goth looking thing. I mean, it's not for me, but you own it and love it and celebrate it and maybe borrow some pieces from it. That's the, that's where it is right there. Seriously, there there is this. Oh, OK. You yes! pay for it today. <laughs> OK. Okay. I see I you. I see your energy. Yes. I see where you're coming from. I love it. I wish I showed up the same. I didn't, but I still love you for showing up that way. Yes. And that's why, even though this is weird because it's totally the opposite, but that's why drag queens are so loved. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Sorry. Because they show up. In all the glory, we, unapologetically. In, and it's something that is so far from what most individuals are comfortable and willing to do that we almost don't judge them for it. We are so envious. It is so over the top that the jealousy doesn't even exist because we know we could never have that kind of energy. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing because I used to, you know, once again, super conservative upbringing. You know, I used to have all sorts of whatever thoughts. But then the first time I went to a drag show, I was like, <gasps> I have found my place. These are my people. It's serious. I mean, you know what it is? It's the energy. It's it, the energy. It is it's the, the energy, energy. And it's the acceptance. And it is, you said joy. And it is joy of just being alive as yourself, even though they're not themselves, but I need a drag queen show. I don't even know if there's any around me. Oh, they're so good. I need to, to make to. this happen. Oh my God. I need a drag show. If you are listening to this and you are anywhere near Manchester, New Hampshire, I need you right now. Go to a drag queen brunch because that's the last we did before COVID shut down. And so maybe uh, they're still around, but but we were like, this is the best thing ever. Brunch and drag queens and 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 music <laughs> and just and, 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 you know, that's what it is. So I, I embrace anybody who's just full of like love and, but it doesn't have to be, it just has to be with being, that just makes me, cause it's contagious. And, and so maybe that's why I love to like mentor and then also be in the light of people who are, maybe that's part of it because I, I love, I love like just what's the word, just having that energy and, you know, encompass me and then I love to like share it. Okay. So much good stuff. So much good stuff. Could legit go on for a very long time. <laughs> it, but because it's so relevant, it's us and it's such a broad topic and it's such an important topic, really, really important topic right now with all the not all guys hashtags and like 
you know, the, the what you said about feminism is like the idea of feminism is like you're supposed to be I'm going to say this wrong, but you're supposed to be frumpy. Like you're not supposed to be glammed up because makeup doesn't imply feminism. Honey, if I want to wear makeup, I can still love myself and be a feminist. Exactly. And it doesn't mean I'm doing it for a man or for somebody else. Yeah, you can do things for you and that can still be authentic. And I don't know. Yeah, we don't owe, we don't owe, we don't owe you an explanation for our being. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a wrap for March. We hope you enjoyed all of the episodes that we had in March, all of our justice episodes, and also today's episode where we talked about struggles and our loves of being female. We hope you were inspired to think a little bit more deeply, and please connect with us, our brand new Facebook group, at Diversity on Fire, which you can also find us on Instagram, Diversity on Fire, HP Pivots, and Hollywood Hobo. Give us a five-star review if you're enjoying the show. Please leave us a voice note if you'd like to join us or if you have any suggestions. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you're listening now so you never miss an episode. And please, share the show with everyone you know so more people can join in these important conversations. Until next time, take care and check your bias.